she made me. We're recording in the office. Hey, welcome to the Hardwick Life podcast. Hi, guys. It's Nick and Jamie. Um, she made me turn the thing over so she could see herself. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, because it's like just looking... another opportunity to look in the mirror. It's not at all. I want to make <laughs> sure that I'm not like going off like over here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just know. like to see what we look like stay on w- screen. Stay where you're at. How do we look? Good. I mean, as good as it's going to get. Let's go. Yeah. It's not. It was it's, not. It was it's not, not that. Im- it's not that impressive. It was leg day. All good. How should yeah. I been? It's been awesome. Usually when we record these, she's been out running around. I've been at home doing some work. And then all of a sudden. He texts me and says, podcast? Hey, you want Question a podcast? Mark. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So here we are. How's your day been? Tell me about it. My day's been great. Went to a 6 a.m. workout class today over at the high school. Awesome. Tavio got you? Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Um, it's, it's pretty much always full body. It's like a. It's like a boot camp full body. Yeah. It's ideal circuit based. Circuit, but with weights and bands and yeah. sleds and all the fun tools. Cool. It's yeah. work. Yeah, it's great. It's work. And there's, you know, 15 women all about my age and everyone's really in shape. So it's a really kind of cool, inspiring group. Give me like the focus of it. What do you guys, what do you think the focus is? Like other than just a good hard workout and cardiovascular, weight training, strength. Mm. Like where, what do you, is there like a focus? Are we working on building Building, or are we just burning, or what are we doing? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I guess I could probably ask that. But ask Tavio. Yeah. He, he knows. Yeah. Today, there was there was lots of glutes involved. Cool. Yeah, so I would say lower body focus. A little glute focus. Yeah. Very but, cool. Yeah, so it was great. So I had that. Good. Came a lot home. of former athletes in there with you. There are. Right? Yeah. Which is cool. Yep. So we're all just reliving the glory days. Camaraderie. Yes. Camaraderie. And we have an awesome weight room, don't we? It's a the really high cool. The high, school, the high school's sick. <laughs> high school. That's what happens when you're a really... Highly competitive football program. Yeah. Is you get really nice toys for all the kids to use. And the and their moms. Craziest thing is Tavio uh, Henson is his name. He trains almost 900 kids, I think, a week. It's wild. 900 kids a week. It's a massive high school. Yeah. I mean, we thought we were moving to a smaller high school. It's apparently not that small. It's no. Like 3,500 no, kids it's or massive. something like that. And he's so good at his job. He's great. Yeah. He's yeah, great. He's great. He has super, super good. Really good disposition. He's, isn't he awesome? Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy him. Really, so yeah, really it was awesome. great. So I worked out, got the kids off to school, went for a walk with the dog and you. Good. And then tennis and then shopping. So I mean, that's, does it get better? That's a day. I am just yeah. Life living. is good, right? Life, life is good. Life is good. Yeah. And very, although very there good. are days where the stress mounts up and there are certain things that happen, it's important to keep in mind that damn life is good. Life is good. Yeah. Yeah. I had a kid yesterday. This is like one of the greatest things. When I showed up to, I sh- I'll usually show up late to Teddy's third grade football practice because I'm coming from the high school and Teddy's practice starts at 630 and our high school practice ends at 630. And so I get in the car and head straight over. It's only like five or 10 minutes. So I show up about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes late, whatever. I show up and one of the kids looks at me and he goes, coach. And I was like, oh boy, here it comes. Can I ask you a question? Here you here it goes. Like, what's this going to be? And he goes, why do you always show up with the biggest smile on your face? And I was like, uh, that makes me so happy to hear that. And it, it was because it's the joy of my life. Like I am living my best life. So That's I'm so cool. super happy. There's kids out there playing a sport that I love. I get to share with them I'm, and get to coach them and yeah, hopefully uh, make them fall more in love with it. And it was a beautiful day yesterday. Right. right? So it's like, how wonderful is this? I tell that to my high school kids all the time too, as I show up and I'll say, Hey, 
here's your goal today. Don't ruin the best two hours of my life. Because like, I love being there. I'm like, do not ruin the best two hours of my life. Let's have a great time today. That's so you're let's, so cool. Let's work our asses off and have a hell of a time. It's, it's the best. It's, it's like recess for me. It's the best. It's really funny. So there's a few of the high school boys, right, that hang out at the youth fields during the they night. They do, yeah. And some of them are really funny because they come up to me and they're like, Miss Hardwick. Why is your husband always so positive? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. And it's not always. Well, it's not always. But, but, that, a lot but of if the you times. ask the high school kids, yeah. yeah, it's really funny. A lot they, of the uh, times. Yeah, because it's fun. It's fun for me. And they're like, right. I, and, you know, I guess I, I have a, a different perspective. Maybe. I was going to say that. I was like, it's all perspective. Right now, for them, sometimes I think they feel like they're in the doldrums. They're in school for eight hours, uh-huh. they're tired. You know, they've got homework, they've got jobs, they have to come to practice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Instead so, of get to go to practice. Yeah, yeah. It's all, I mean, obviously it's just a, it's a mindset and it's a. It is, but that was the mindset that I always tried to keep when I was playing too, was yes, we had work to do. We had meetings to do. We had to lift weights, like had to lift weights, right? Like, well, we have to lift weights, right? right. Okay. Yeah. Real, real man. We have to do this. Oh man. I have to sit in the hot tub with my best friends. Oh man. I have to sit in a meeting room for three hours and laugh and fart and giggle with my best friends. Oh man. I have to, you know, it's like, oh man, I have to be in the NFL, but that the longer you do it, it becomes jobby, right? Like there are certain things that it doesn't matter how glamorous your job is. It's still jobby, you know, like Every day, I every week, I had to put together my game plan and my scouting report, and I would write it out, and I would dial it in, and I would study it over and over and over again because the test was coming up. That was the job portion of it. But you get into it, and you got to do it, and it's, the work is the work, right? Yeah. Like, so the work is the work. But the thing that always chapped my ass a little bit was, like, when we'd take the field, that was when you, like, as a kid, that's recess, Right. You, you do your school and then you go to recess and then you come back to school and then you go to gym and then, you know, you like you do it. And then you come home and then you go to sports like that was our recess. So in my head, I was always wondering why guys were so pissed to be out at practice. Like, oh, we have to be in practice. I'm like, we have to like, first off, we're in San Diego. It's 70. It's sunny. We're in shorts and we get to play football. Like, this is amazing. What are you guys complaining about? Let's do this. This is fun, right? So now it's like at the high school, and there's so much less pressure for me. You know, I mean, do I want to win? You're damn right I want to win. I'm competitive. I want to win. I want the best for these kids. But, it, like, to keep it all in perspective, it's high school football. Right. You know? And if I could have, I guess – you want to win in the NFL, but there's jobs on the line. There's families that are counting on this, right? Like, so it's a little bit more pressure, but here it's just like, we work our asses off and the coaching staff, man, we work hard. Like we, we meet a lot. We do all the things, but at the end of the day, like I'm a volunteer, I don't get paid anything. In fact, I'm finding the money to give the NFL, to have the NFL give to the program. So it's like, it's negative. I'm, you know, but it's worth it. It's worth it. It's super fun. So anyway, that's the uh, the football the football side of things. That's awesome. Yes. And I know you like to tell people, you're like, oh, well, Nick's just been beat into stupidity. That's why he's so happy. And maybe part of it is true. I, I do like to make fun of you. But yeah, people always say that they're like, God, Nick has a smile on his face. I'm like, no, he's just beat in there. And he I've has always, no I, idea yeah. where he is. That's <laughs> he has no clue what's going on. He's just cross-eyed with a smile. Hey. 
And here. I don't care where I am, no. honestly. I really don't care. No, where you I have am. the same I'm look just, all the time. I'm but here and I'm loving my life. Just have a shitty grin on your face regardless, which is like uber frustrating when like we're getting into it. Because I look over at you and you're just kind of like, like it's just your default setting uh-huh. is to have a smirk. Yeah. So. It's. Yeah. Anyways. That's where we're at. I digress. Yes. Yes. Um. So I'll let you know, I had to let go of a client today. Oh, man. Yeah. But no, it's okay. okay. It's okay. Like I have no problem letting them go and like, hey, you went out of the contract, get out. Like I, I if you're struggling in here, if this isn't working for you, if I'm not right for you, then go find something that is going to work for you, right? Like, so let's talk about it. What happened? So, uh, I don't know, 32-year-old, something like that, 32, 34-year-old, and about 175 pounds, wanted to get up to 195, 200 pounds, and kind of had the fitness model in mind of Zac Efron. Zac Efron and Baywatch? Z- well, just Zac Efron, like... Isn't he normally just jacked and ripped? I don't know. Does he stay jacked and ripped? I don't know. I only know what he looked like in Baywatch. Yeah, so I think that was yeah. more or less kind of the the model. Okay. Right? That good, we're, good model. That we're looking for. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, here's what it's going to take to get there. One, it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. You know, time is everything. You have to have time to put the things on right. It's going to take about 3,000 calories a day. We're going to have to eat 3,000 calories a day. You're going to have to have about 200 grams of protein a day. And, you know, and we'll have to fill in the other calories, however you see fit, whatever works for you. You know, I'd prefer you put carbs forward so you can fuel the hard workouts that we're adding so you can add the muscle. And, like, you know, a couple weeks in, it's like having a really hard time hitting my protein count, having a really hard time getting over 2,000 calories. And I'm like, well, maybe we need to readjust your goals. You know, maybe being Zach Efron and being 200 pounds isn't what's going to work for you. And I was like, by the way, putting on 30 pounds of muscle in your 30s is really hard, really difficult to Especially do. Especially naturally. Well, yeah, I mean, may, like really <laughs> difficult. Uh, it may take you until your 40s yes. to get 30 pounds of lean muscle mass on. I was like, so the plan is we have to get big. You're going to have to, he's like, I want to get big and I want to be jacked. And I'm like, doing the same thing at the same time is going to be incredibly challenging right, to do. Right, right. Right, like putting on just lean muscle. It's like, mm. And it kind of has to go, I, I think anyways, from my understanding, in steps, right? You're eating in a surplus. You're going to put on fat and muscle. Yes, Now correct. let's strip a little bit of that fat off, okay? So now we're back down a little bit. Yes. Then we're going to go back into like a, you know, a building yes. phase. And correct. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it works. And right. You can, there are people that can recomposition. So we hear the term recomp all the time, right? And so I'm going to get this right because I don't want anybody being like, oh, well, that's not exactly what it is. This is from my last podcast guest, Alan Aragon. This okay. is from his book, Flexible Dieting, because this is like the holy grail of fitness, right? This right. is what most people want to do with composition is they want to recomposition so they want to lose fat and they want to build muscle it's incredibly challenging to do it is possible to do but here's the hierarchy of recomp capacity so i highly suggest you get his book flexible dieting he's great and follow him on instagram follow him on instagram he's an awesome guy he's one of the top five researchers scientist and nutrition in the world he's wildly respected in the field of nutrition and i'm not talking about kooks like dave asprey or mark hyman or you know that kind of person i'm talking about actual 
nutrition research scientist. Alan Aragon is wildly, wildly respected in that field. This is directly from his book. So the hierarchy of recomp capacity from greatest to least is, number one, formally fit trained folks with excess body fat. So formally fit trained folks with excess body fat. That was me, right? Like I was a formally fit very trained person with a lot of excess body fat. Right. And probably a lot of people out there that were, you know, even high level high school athletes, right? College athletes. Trained. 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 That put it down for a while. Right. Maybe gain some excess fat. Gain some fat. Life happens. Yes, that's right. But you still have the ability to build muscle. The muscle memory is still there. Yes. And Alan goes into it. And there's a, it gets very complex, but a lot of it's like the nuclei on the muscle that's built as you're a trained individual. It it restores very quickly. It remembers. Yep, it does. It's, yeah, you could say muscle memory. That's a very simple way to put it back. Right. It's like it remembers what you're trying to do, and it just does it. So, formerly fit, trained folks with excess body fat. Number one. Okay. Number two, overweight novices. So people who have not had any muscle stimulation in the past, they're complete novices and they're overweight. They're going to see fat loss and muscle and gain muscle simultaneously. Gain. Simultaneous, okay. Simultaneously. So they will be able to lose fat and they will be able to build muscle simultaneously if their diet's on point. Right. And if their exercise is hard enough. And those are untrained. And smart enough. Folks. Okay. Un, untrained, overweight novices. Yes. Okay. And then third is intermediates. So if you're kind of in the middle of those worlds, then you can recompose. It's, again, very difficult. Very difficult to do. The further down we go, I think the greater the level of difficulty becomes to recompose. Right. And number four is advanced trainees who are relatively lean. So... Like you. it, It becomes... Yes, it becomes way more difficult. Yeah. So I'm at a different place because I've carried 260 pounds of lean mass before, 250 plus pounds of lean muscle mass before, underneath 50 50 pounds of fat. Yeah. Right? So I've had that muscle on before. So it can come back fairly quickly if I ask it to and if I train it to and if I eat it to. Right. But advanced trainees that are lean – very difficult to do. Yeah. Like degree of difficulty, level 10, which means everything has to be on point. Your training's got to be on point. Your rest has to be on point. Your activity has to be on point. Your nutrition's got to be so dialed in and so tight. So back to your client that you're no longer working with. Yes. What were their limitations? Why could they not understand what you were? Yeah. And so at? I use my client, but it's also like. It's anybody. It's anybody. Yes. There's, a, there's a lot of high school kids that are like, I can't gain weight. I can't like right. I put can't, on muscle. I can't put on muscle. I've stayed the same size. I've tried everything. Well, how much you're eating? Well, I can't get over two thousand calories, and I can't get over two hundred grams of protein in a day. You can't or you won't. Yeah. Right. And it's like, well, I'm full. Oh, okay. You're full. Keep eating. Right. It doesn't matter if you're full. You have to keep eating. You have to push through. Gaining weight is as uncomfortable as losing weight is. Right. But just like losing weight. I mean, I'm really good at gaining weight, so I come from this from a place of expertise. But there's a lot of foods that are uber calorie dense, but not that satiating. 
So like if you're really trying to eat a lot, it's like, you know, like bagels should be your best friend. There's a lot of, yes, there's a lot of food. Granola is a great food. Gaining weight and losing weight are exactly opposite. Yeah. They're exactly opposite. The only thing where where the crossover likes to happen is on protein. Right. That has to stay the same. Protein and the training doesn't have to be vastly different. You can lose weight and gain muscle on the exact same program. Right. You can. It's all about your nutrition, but you're hundred percent correct when it comes to the foods that are satiating really help us lose weight because we don't want to eat as much. Right. Right. And the foods that are less satiating help us gain weight or cause us to gain weight if we're trying to lose weight because we can overeat them very easily and they're calorically very dense. Yeah. But they're low in fiber per se. They're low in water content per se. They're light. Right. So they don't weigh a lot. They don't take up a lot of space in your belly. Gosh, I'm just having like this crazy fantasy right now about... About me? Absolutely not. Oh. No, it was actually about bagels. Damn it. Yeah. But I'm like, if you had two bagels in the morning... <laughs> about bagels. Smothered with... I'll pe- go get some right now. <laughs> Stop. Smothered in peanut butter. Let's go. Right? Yeah. So right there, you're probably at 900 calories. That's what I like. And then you do a huge protein shake on 1,100 calories. There you are. So easily. There and you are. I'm, I'm not even full. That's starting your day. And that's, yeah, that's meal one. That's going to take you till 9 a.m. God, I'd be good at gaining weight. You know what I mean? Like Shit. it's, it. Why can't I have this it's issue? Hard. It's hard and it gets harder as you get closer to kind of your capacity. Right. But if you're smaller than you want to be and you're not able to put on muscle, you have to question a couple of things. You have to question, am I training enough? Mm -hmm. Am I training hard enough? Right? Am I training in the right style? Because we can do a lot of athletic performance stuff that isn't necessarily going to put on muscle. Right. So at some point, we may want to consider in the athletic performance world, adding a little bodybuilding flair to it to get the size that we're looking for. So build the muscle, move the muscle, build the muscle, move the muscle, right? So we can do multiple things at once with the training. So the training's got to be on point. Get your protein levels up, which is wildly important. You have to have the raw goods in your body for your body to be able to make additions to your house, Do you know, and I don't know if you and Alan talked about this at all, what percentage of the general population under eats the recommended daily allotment of protein? Didn't ask, but I... I guarantee it's over 90%. (laughs) Well, the RDA is really low, though. Well, No, I understand, but I'm saying for the muscle development. Let's talk about the athletic community. Even in the athletic community, the RDA, the, the recommended daily allotment is still a little bit low, like the... International Society of Sports Nutrition, Alan still is like, it still skews a little low for him. Yeah. You know, where it's like 0.6 to 1 gram per pound. Right. Or 0.7 to 1. So it can go higher than that. One's kind of the the standard. One gram per pound of goal or target body weight. Yeah. That's kind of where you want to be. Okay. So one gram per pound. So a lot of people struggle to get the protein in, which will help you with whatever body goal you're trying to have, it will help you. So if you're trying to lose weight, it will hold on to your muscle mass better for you. Right. So having more protein is going to serve you. One, it's very satiating. So it's going to signal to you that you're full. So I tell you this all the time is when you are snacky, if you're snacky and that's fine, you're, you're going to get snacky during the day. Most people do. Start with protein. 
Right. Start with a 30 gram hit of protein, whatever that is, whether it's a six ounces of chicken or you go grab some deli meat from the fridge or like I'm a can of chicken guy. I love a freaking can of chicken. I, it's disgusting. I eat like a dog, but who odd. gives a shit? Yeah. Start with that hit of protein or a protein drink, a, a ready to drink protein shake or make one, like whatever, right? Like have a variety of proteins on standby that you can just pump in. So if I'm snacky, protein first and then add a little snack with it right you know but i think that 150 gram hit of protein is going to serve you better when it comes to your snack so you're going to add 150 calories which by the way it's virtually impossible to add body fat with overconsumption of protein it's virtually impossible to do that so If you equate all calories, if you equate carbs and fat yeah. in a diet yeah. and have them the same with the same person, but you give them 50 grams more protein per day, the body composition is not, they're not going to store fat. Hmm. So it's not going to happen. So okay. that study has been done and again, done and done again. So, and that's a Jose Antonio thing. And Jose Antonio is the head of the International Society of Sports Nutrition. Now I will, I'll just stop you right there. That's. Pure protein you're talking protein. about. Now, lean, lean protein. Yes. So And probably, so I don't know in the study, like, but I'm guessing it was whey protein. That's not using a butt ton of olive oil with a fatty cut of meat <laughs> in a pan and <laughs> thinking you can eat as much as you possibly want to. No, because, that's... Right, correct. Right. Or breading the heck out of your chicken. Right. Yes. Or ha- Yeah. Or right? having like a fatty cut of meat yeah. just in like... Having an 85-15 ground beef, that's, you know, you got a lot of fat in there. So that's going to spill you over. Got you. Yeah. So that having that hit of protein with your snack is going to give you a chance to stop snacking yeah. sooner. So you're going to save yourself on the back end of that protein drink. You're going to save yourself over 150 calories super easily right. in the snack department. Because you're, you've got the signals now going to your brain that, hey, this person's having protein. They don't really need any more. Yeah. So that's ultimately what your body's kind of looking for. If you look at my car right now, just I'm just talking about protein because obviously I live with Nick and he preaches this constantly to me. And it's taken me, gosh, 15 plus years now yeah, to actually here. get on board. So, But I'm on board. And the biggest thing I think that I've changed in the last several years And, you know, I've stopped obsessing over weight and composition and all of it, but I have been so protein heavy. And I think the easiest thing to do is you keep like in my glove box, if you look in there, you'll be like, what the hell kind of meat stick drives this car? (laughs) But it's full of like, um, like, uh, what are they called? Like turkey jerky, like Uh the sticks, uh, protein bars, pre-made protein shakes and single serving little protein packets that you can dump into your like water Water. bottles. Yeah. Yeah. Because anytime like I'm out, I get hangry in a hurry. You do. I do. And you've much less. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, already today I've had three little snacks from my glove box because I haven't been home, but it's like, here's 180 calorie quest bar, you know, here's a hundred calories of whey protein and it's just, and you get a lot of water with it as well. That's right. And you're not coming home starving and eating your house. And in the quest bars, there's a lot of fiber. Yeah. Yeah. So there's... That to me is when, when you do that and it's like, you wouldn't do it and stick with it if you weren't seeing the results and the benefits. Like right. you're very stubborn 
Yes. And so you, if you didn't feel satiated, if you didn't see physical results, you'd be like, well, this is a waste, but it's not a waste. No. And you know that it's not a waste. No. Your, your body feels that it's not a waste. Right. So whether losing or gaining, protein is where you start. Or maintaining. Or maintaining. Yeah. Or maintaining. Yeah. Protein is where you start. It gives you a chance. And if you're gaining, especially if you're trying to gain muscle, you have to give your body the goods, right? Like we're doing a project at the house. Well, they're delivering materials to the house to build. Right. Right. Cause we, what are we going to do? We're going to, if you're trying to, and this is like in the recomposition world, I saw some posts today from a guy and I was, I, I like most of his posts. I'm not going to say who it is, but I disagreed with the post because it was like eight exercises to build, to burn more fat. And the exercises were all just compound movements to build more muscle. And it was like, so if you focus on building more muscle, you'll actually burn more fat. And I'm like, yeah, in the long run, you'll burn more calories, which will give you a chance to burn more fat. But to build more muscle, you actually have to be willing to accept. You have to be willing to accept gaining a little bit of fat. Right. And the slower you do it, the less fat you have to be willing to accept. The faster you want to build and gain muscle, the more fat you have to be willing to accept is going to ride the coattails of the muscle building. Right. So the more you do it, the the faster you do it, the faster you want to build muscle. You have to accept that you are also going to gain some unwanted body fat. And that's what you were talking about is doing it in phases. So I'm going to build muscle. I'm going to have to accept a little bit of fat. And now when I get to my upper threshold of, man, I'm uncomfortable. I don't like this. I don't like how I look. I don't like how I feel. I don't necessarily like how I'm performing. I'll carve down a little bit. Right. And then I'm going to fight like hell to maintain that muscle that I worked so hard for. And when I get down lean and then my muscle starts getting affected too much and I get to my lower threshold of where I want to be, then guess what? I do it again. Yeah. And then I go back up again and I may take a slightly different approach. I may go a little slower. I may go a little faster, but then there's going to come a moment where you're like, I'm spilling over a touch. Right. I don't like this. Yeah. And then you play that game. And over years now, you can build a lean body that has good muscle mass on it, which then is easier to stay lean because the muscle burns more calories. It's very costly for your body to maintain muscle. So you can eat more food. You can consume more protein. You can consume more carbohydrates. It's got more storage capacity. Your muscles are where we store a lot of our carbohydrates. So that uh, was super interesting. Oh, one other thing that Alan brought up. There's a couple of things. You guys got to listen to the episode. Super good. So we got talking about protein, which he's super passionate about. Oh, good. You, you guys share that. Super passionate about it. So ask him a protein question. He lit up and went on a went on a run, which was great. And then I asked him about insulin. And because there's a lot of people out there who are like, insulin's the devil. Oh my God, you can't have your insulin go up. It's like people are people with non-diabetics, fit people, are wearing continuous glucose monitors. I'm like, what are you idiots doing? What your body is normally functioning. You you perform normally, you look normally, your body can handle carbohydrates. It can process carbohydrates. Yes, your insulin goes up and it's part of a natural process that happens in your body. So just before you go on, you will be amazed at how many people. So I'm fairly active in the day, right? I, I play a lot of tennis. I do a lot of sports. I 
pretty much carry around two bananas and a big jar of coconut water everywhere I go. <laughs> and protein. And protein. Yeah. Well, yeah, the protein's in my in my glove box, but uh, I go into you know the tennis center, into the soccer fields, always with my bananas. It is incredible how many people stop me and be like, "There's so much sugar." Oh in my there. god, the sugar! Yeah. Oh my god, the sugar! <laughs> yeah. It's, but, it's fa- what, but I'm fascinated by it. I'm like, yeah, the sugar. That's what keeps you going. Yeah, you're an athlete. You need sugar. You're an athlete, you need sugar. If you're trying to build muscle, you need sugar to fuel your workouts so you can build more muscle, so you can work harder. Sugar fuels your workouts. Like, what in the hell is going on? You know, it's like, I said the other day at the youth football game, it was like 95 degrees out and kids were dying and and they run out of energy super quickly and they're sweating and they're looking at you with this thousand mile stare on their face and it's like a blank face. And I'm like, holy crap, they've all bonked. They've all bonked. And they've after, hit the proverbial wall. They hit the wall mm-hmm. and then they start melting down and they're emotional and they're messes and their parents are like, why aren't they hustling? It's like, well, what'd you feed them this morning, right? And so after the game, I'm like, look, when you come to a game, you need to bring some type of sports performance drink. I don't care if it's Gatorade. Like, people have such a thing about Gatorade. They're like, we can't have Gatorade. It's it's bad for you. Gatorade's bad for you. Gatorade ain't bad for you. Gatorade's bad for you if you're driving around in your car drinking a fucking Gatorade and you haven't done anything. That's when Gatorade's bad for you. Gatorade uh... ain't bad for you. Or, you know, if it makes you feel better, have Pedialyte, right? Or body armor. It's like, who gives a shit? Give yourself electrolytes, right? You got to have the electrolytes and you got to have the sugar. Your body is thirsting for sugar and athletics is a sugar burning sport. I'm not talking about ultra marathons where you're cruising at 60% of max heart rate. When you are sprinting, when you are fighting, when you are straining, it is a carbohydrate driven activity. Give your child carbohydrates before they come to the fields. Give them carbohydrates with a little bit of protein. It will really help balance them out. And then when they're at the field and the activity's going on, give them a damn Gatorade. Like give them a Gatorade. It's a great opportunity. They'll think it's a treat. Oh, cool. I get a Gatorade. They'll perform better. They'll be cooler. So it'll lower their body temperature. It'll lower their heart rate because they're not burning fuel. That's not, they're not searching for fuel that they don't have. They'll be more emotionally stable Right. So there's a lot of things that it's like you're talking about in your fitness world, in the sports world. It's just crazy how parents can conflate their ketogenic diet bullshit that they're thinking is really benefiting them that's not or necessary. It may be benefiting them, but it's not necessary to benefit them. And then they're putting that onto their child. And it's like, well, you can't give him a Gatorade. He'll be obese. Well, that's not true if he's active. Right. You know, and if he's going to use it. And it's like, I come and watch your tennis and I'm like, what are the women snacking on in between sets? I'm like, almonds. Almonds? (laughs) We're eating almonds in a match? Like you're having fat in the middle of a tennis match. So basically... When you hold on, you're spitting all over. You're not, a, you're not passionate enough right there's now. There's a lot of there's a lot of spittle. Let's wipe the when, spit. When you are eating almonds in the middle of a sporting activity, it, it takes your body four to six hours to process fats that you eat. Four to six hours, and sometimes longer, depending. If you're having raw almonds, it's like 
you're working on the upper limits of that. So by the time you can draw any energy out of said almond, you're at home on the couch drinking your spritzer, right? You're getting nothing, no sports performance benefits from an almond. What you are getting is calories that you may not want, that you can't use. So put some fast hitting carbohydrates in your body. Watch your performance increase. Watch your focus increase and watch your emotional bandwidth increase when the pressure ratchets up a little bit. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Right. It's amazing. You know what's crazy? So again, just to, to intervene here for a second, if you were, so all things equal, it's calories in, calories out. 100%. Weight gain, weight loss. 100%. Alan dropped a really cool stat on that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but all I'm thinking about is like a banana or a Gatorade, you know, going, so showing up at your sporting event with either, you know, an easy digestible piece of fruit or just like liquid sugar. Sure. Right. I mean, a big bottle of Gatorade is what? 150 calories, maybe 200. Do me a favor. Go put 200 calories of almonds (laughs) next to the Gatorade. You get about four. Yeah. You get a little handful. Have you ever counted your calories in nuts? It is a, pitiful it's it's awful or scoop it out of the peanut butter jar dear god (laughs) you've never been more delusional than what you think is a serving of peanut butter it it, i wanted to do a post on the two unhealthiest things in your kitchen and Mm -hmm. one of them was gonna well there's three one of them is just a jar of mixed nuts it's good for you but it's super hard to well, you can't open it's the hard. jar it's of mixed God. nuts. It's yes. hard. It's like one handful turns into, I've had, I'll go 800 calories deep in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Like that's, peanut butter is the other one. Oh yeah. And the one that people don't even think about because they're like, oh, it's a total health food. Hummus. Oh yeah. Hummus will fuck you up. <laughs> Hummus will fuck you up with the calories. I mean, it's like, it is so small. I mean, come on. When you get one of those little tiny tubs. Yeah. It's. I don't, it may be four ounces, maybe. And, and it's like a thousand there's calories. There's a thousand calories in that thing. I know. That will jack you up. And you're like, well, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. I'm eating all the healthy food, a lot of veggies and hummus and, you know, all the things. I'm like, oh, hummus. Yeah. Right. Right. So what you're saying, basically, you're not villainizing nuts or hummus. No, but it's they're the all most good. dangerous foods in your kitchen they're are those good. that you can't stop eating. They're all, it's, it's all good. I eat cookie crisp every day. I, I had brownies at breakfast today. No. Like, yes. And I'm not celebrating it being like, look what I can do and look how I can look, but I know how to use it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a brownie <sighs> because we had extra brownies from your dad's birthday and well, damn it, I wanted it. And so I had that with a protein sh- shake and a pre-workout and then I went and crushed my legs and yeah. I'm not storing any of it. I mean, was it ideal? Was it optimal? <laughs> optimal? Like, Probably. I mean, who gives a shit? You know, I mean, like the rest of the day, what did I have for lunch after I had a brownie and a protein shake? I had Greek yogurt with some vegan protein powder in there and I had some berries, right? It's like, and then the next meal I have chicken breast with a lot of veggies and a stir fry. So I'm getting a crazy amount of health benefits from all that stuff. You can have a little fun if you know how to use it. You know, it's the same with the kids in the Gatorade. It's like, they can have it if they're going to use it. If you're not going to use it, you can't have it. Right. Don't sit and play Fortnite chugging games. Yeah. Don't be smashing right. brownies and be like, well, I'll get to my workout later. No, it don't work like that. Yeah. Like, you can have the brownie or you can have the cookie crisp or the cinnamon toast crunch. 
if you're going to use it. Right. Otherwise, well, you can also have it if you can maintain your overall calories for the day. It just becomes more difficult. Yeah. Right? It becomes more difficult if you're not giving yourself food that's very satiating, that's fiber and nutrient dense. Because the signaling that happens in your body when you give it really good stuff allows you to eat less. And that really, when you're trying to lose weight, eating less is the name of the game. Right. And when you're trying to gain weight, guess what? Eating more is the name of the game. Right. So just like you said. Yeah. Like, have all the hummus you want. Eat all the peanut butter you want. Have all the nuts you want, right? If, like, you're, if you're gaining. Yeah, I used to, when I was gaining weight, I had a five-pound bag of almonds sitting on my desk at work, and I would go to lunch, and then I would come into the meetings, and I'd have protein, and I'd have almonds all day long. You chose a bad nut. Uh, like macadamia nuts, like salted, that would have been a way better that selection. Would, that would have been a winner. Yeah. Gosh. Probably would have eaten more. I know. I was like thinking, like, almonds are just dry and the skin is Chokers. like, whoa. Just total. I mean, I like an almond every now and then, but like to eat. And I know you probably had like the raw almonds. That's like, raw. Yeah, I was, ugh. Yeah, I was trying to get a little health in there. God. You got to jam a little health Sounds in your Sounds freaking horrible. <laughs> horrible. My mouth is dry thinking about. That was probably what caused the bloody stools was all the almonds. <laughs> Just all that fibrous it was, skin had nothing. Out. It had nothing to do with the tortol shot. <laughs> And the yeah the and all all the anti-inflammatories and, and everything else that we were taking. So all right, anyway. just one quick football thing. Back okay. to it. Yeah, go. Okay, if anybody follows me on Instagram, you saw my post yesterday, right? Uh huh. Yeah, or okay. or last week. Yeah. No, it was when this comes out. I know it was yesterday on here, but oh, by the time this airs, see how this works. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They, yeah. This will air on Tuesday. So go back through. Go back Jamie through. Hardwick. Yes. Yep. Check um, the feed. I don't post that often, so it'll probably be the, the it'll be It'll ghost. be right there. Yes. But anyways, it's our son, and he plays football, and he's so hyper-focused on touchdowns. Like, for kids, that's all they want to do is score right. touchdowns. But we keep, like, advocating how cool it is to be an awesome defender, right? Or to be a great teammate and to be an awesome leader. Yes. And just to be yeah. tough, to do your job, whatever that job is mm -hmm. on the field. It's Football really is the ultimate team sport. Yes. We're learning that, right? I'm learning it. Yeah, I'm still not. It sure is. Yes. So anyways, so I posted this picture <laughs> of him. Get into this, mom. I know. Of playing defense, which is not his favorite thing, but it was a great hit. He's getting there. And he's and he's celebrating it, and it was awesome. It was celebrating it like he was on Madden, yes. like on the video game. You know, the hype up, the head up and down, the like, come on, this, you know, for totally. the for the seventeen fans that are there. Yeah, <laughs> for me, <laughs> I, I wave to him. Let's get it up. Totally. Um, but the comments coming in, it's it's interesting. Oh, you're celebrating this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are in fact celebrating this, and right? Like. Just stay out of the football world if you're not a football person. Just stay the fuck away. Like, we don't need you in this sport. You know what I mean? Like, stay out. If you're not a football person, if you don't understand it, that's okay. But Just now, don't come and try to interject yourself into our okay, sport. you are yelling. I'm not done. I'm oh, sorry. God, sorry. you're like a wind-up doll, and I've wound you way too tight today. You need to freaking relax. I need to book you a massage. Um, you could just give me one. God. Out I of thought that was the fantasy. Out of control. No, it was the bagels. Oh. Um, <laughs> Hold this down. There you go. See, oh, how the, just... see how the cord's in the camera? I got to get a longer cord. Okay, I'm leaning forward now. That's what she um, said. <laughs> now, now I've lost my train of thought. Oh. Uh, football. Okay, so you Who's obviously- Who's got the brain damage here? Uh, well, this is the question. Okay. Um, 
you've obviously you played for a long time. Mm-hmm. You've seen and dealt with good, bad, ugly. Yeah. And so then again, we've talked about this so many times, but now our kids are, you know, starting their football journey. Right. Any apprehension? Does it make you nervous? Like Do you, playing football? Them playing football. No. Do you have any sort of like? No, push? I did. I did I when know. I first. I did when I first got out of the league. So okay. there was a little bit of apprehension when was, I first got out. And what was that? Well, I was just like looking back. I was heartbroken that I wasn't still playing. So okay. like part of it's like screw my ex. You know, like yeah. that was kind of yeah. like a little bit of that. I was like, oh, but then look what life's like because of football for us. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel? How's your head? I'm fine. Yeah. Like, are there some deficits? Sure. Yeah, there are. But I also played at the highest level at the worst position for 11 years. Right. Okay. Yeah. So is some deficit expected? Probably. Do I notice it very frequently? Not really. Right. Not really. And it's really hard because we had no baseline for you prior to playing. Sure. So who knows what your like upper threshold could have been. Yeah, you, I mean, I might, wasn't you, Albert Einstein to no, begin with. You might be there, you know. I you just don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but you're good. You're good watching our kids get hit. You're you're comfortable 100%, with it. Hundred percent. Okay. I, football, unlike any other sport, has such high amplitude of a wavelength. Like life is a wavelength to me, and so the amplitude, the high and the low are so dramatic. And in season, the frequency of that wavelength is really ramped up. So you get real highs and real lows on a week-to-week basis, which then creates a lot of urgency. But also as a parent, it gives us a great opportunity to look into their brains and the development of the child through the lens of football because it's so emotional. It is so emotionally charged. Parents on the sidelines are freaking out. Kids are freaking out. There's a lot of tears every single game, but there's also out of all of those moments and all the emotions and all the challenges and struggles that we face and the great moments, there's a lot of teaching moments. And that to me is the most important thing that we're extracting out of football is the teachable moments, the life lessons. And you get a magnifying glass. Everything is amplified. Everything through the sport is amplified because it is so emotional, because it is so urgent, because the season is so short, because you don't play as many games. All of those things are magnified and they seem more important, which then draws out the best and the worst. Mm -hmm. And so then we get to coach the best and we get to coach the worst in the child. And so that to me is something that is very difficult to recreate in sports that don't have this kind of amplitude in the wavelength. And so football for me is an unbelievable conduit to teach them about being a better teammate, handling their emotions better, right? To handling success better, like all of the things. And like you said, it's the ultimate team sport. So we have to accept that if, 10 guys or nine guys are doing their job very well. And one guy doesn't do his job. The play may work, but it might not work. Right. And we have to understand that and not blame that kid, but encourage that kid as a teammate and as a coach. And there's so many moments like that, that happen all of the time that I, it's just, it's so good. Right. It is so good. And for kids, they don't generate force. They just don't really generate a lot of force. And so the the violent nature of the sport 
yes, it's violent. Yeah, we do. We encourage hard hits and we encourage good tackling and we encourage a guy to run somebody over. Yeah, we encourage that. But they usually just get right back up. Right. And if we're mindful with it and, hey, my head hurts, and it's like, you know what? Sit down. And Sit down and don't come back until your head feels better and you'll be okay. And I guess my only other argument, I mean, and you mentioned it earlier, is football is not for everybody. There's certain kids that it's don't not. like getting hit. I would not have made a good football player. It scares me. I like my face. I, I am, <laughs> don't want to get hit. I just don't. That's why you made me turn the lens around. Yeah, I like looking at myself. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, Kind of. Ish. It's not for everyone, but... I look at our son and specifically our younger son. He, prior to ever playing football, was almost almost expelled. Right? Do you remember in the in the schoolyard playing? Oh yeah, he's like, too physical. Getting in a fight. They were playing kickball, and he was you know mounting the kid that missed the ball and throwing punches at him. Yeah, not or, encouraged. No. Not or yeah, or he was you know playing dodgeball and he was tackling it full on. So for Teddy, I think. Football as an outlet, I have seen so much growth with him in the classroom because he has a place to express that violent tendency that he has, yeah. you know, and his unchecked aggression, it will not stand. <laughs> this aggression will not stand, <laughs> no. man. No, But now it, he it has doesn't. a place and, you to know. To go get rid of it. Yes. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. And that. that's square peg, square hole. There right. are kids who are not meant for football. And that's okay. Yeah, there's a million other that's, sports that, that you could... That is okay to not be meant for football. Football's not for you. Don't try to change the sport. That would be my encouragement to parents who are struggling with the sport or struggling with their child in the sport. If it's not for your child, that's okay. Just don't try to change the sport because the sport's fine. And the sport's worked for hundreds of thousands and millions of kids over the years to give them an outlet for their aggression and to teach them these lessons that we're trying to teach them and to extract the best out of them. Sometimes it's going to draw the worst out of them, but then we're going to coach off of that. Right? So as they say, Judd used to say this all the time. My old radio host, Judson Richards used to say, I think it was Carl Young or George Young. One of the two used to say football is not for the well-adjusted. And it's not. And part of it is true. Part of it is true. And that's it. But what it does help you do is get your beans out. You go get that physicality out and it gives you something to work on and it gives you something to focus on. Because if you're a fighter, like I was a fighter, that's what it was a football fight, but I was fighting. Like you now have all of the rest, the other 22 hours of the day are all focused around getting better so you can win the fight in the next fight that you're in. Right. So it gives you an, an immense amount of focus throughout the rest of the day. And it makes your decisions very clear. Is this going to make me a better football player or not? Is this going to help me win the next fight or not? And so when you put it in that perspective, it's like, it's not for everybody. And don't, don't come to me and tell me you want me to make your kid tough because what do you do in the other 20, you know, the other parts of the day? Mm -hmm. like, what have you done up until this point to make your own child tough? I can't make your kid tough. Well, I don't think a parent can make their kid tough. I think a lot of times. No, but they can. They can't make them tough. Like you're, you're born a certain way. You're born. Away. I do feel like there is a yes. There is a you come into the world a little bit how you are. Yes, and, and I don't want to get hit. Well, a lot of bit of how you are. You come into the world a lot of bit of how you are, 
And parents' jobs is to help place the child according to what their strengths and weaknesses are. Right. And then we can also help them get better at their weaknesses and continue to improve their strengths and to deal with their deficiencies. Right. Yeah. So football's not for everybody. It is. It does happen to be something that our family seems to be liking a lot right now. Yeah. And if they change their minds, I really don't care. It's great. I don't care. It doesn't mean that, hey, you get out of football. And I tell them this all the time. Like, you get out of football doesn't mean I'm not going to ride your ass. <laughs> doesn't mean that at all. Right. Like, You'll find something I, else. I'll find something and we're going to get the most out of you. Mm-hmm. And you're not just staying home and doing whatever you want. So get over it. Dad's going to ride your ass. Okay. Yeah. Well, gosh, we've gone everywhere with this. Here, fat loss. Here we are. Muscle gain. gain. Yeah. Yeah. Football. Yep. You name it. Protein. Always. It's always it's protein. It's always protein. It's always protein time. Always. Yeah. Well, thank you. Hey, love you. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Fun. Cheers. Kiss the mic. Kiss the mic. Love you. Bye. Bye guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs>